Are you ready? The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Are very passionate. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans. Very passionate. Brady sucks. Dolphins sucks. Come on, a number leader. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first inaugural premiere episode of the Ain't Easy Being Great podcast. My name is Keith Farrell. We are broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam Valley, New York. I am joined by the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, a close personal friend of mine for many years, Mike Lagaris. Mike, say hello to everybody. Do you understand what it's like being a Jet fan in Texas? I don't know what that's like, and I, I don't understand what it's like to have anything go on in Texas. That's, that's difficult. It seems like a different planet if it, you live in New York. It is an un unbelievable experience. I am the biggest Jet fan in Texas. I'm sure. And I'm here with you now in New York. Oh, yes. Live in person, guys. And this is our first episode, like we said. One thing the world needs a little bit more of more jet podcasts is what i always think there's enough of them at this point um let's give you guys a little backstory our credentials so far as being jet fans i have been a jet fan for three decades been going to the stadium with my dad since i was a wee little child at shea stadium before i can even remember anything season tickets for maybe about 25 years so when it comes to the torture and abuse and the abusive relationship that is being a jet fan i'm very familiar with this in the room we are now we have the jet flag right there hanging above us we do and the way me and mike actually became friends how you and i actually connected in life about Oh, however long ago, when at this point, like 10 or 11 years ago, yeah. was the Jets. It was the Jets. Of everything else. And Mike, and you also, lifelong Jet fan, goes back a long time. Your father's also a Jet fan. Let, let everybody know. You know, back, what, three decades, born in Queens, became a Jet fan, loved the team since I was a little boy. And even though they, you know, never really were the greatest team on earth, I, I loved them, was with them. There's a certain vibe and a certain respect that Jet fans have for each other because we know we go through hard times, especially being stepchildren in one of the biggest cities in the world. Do you know what I like in it too, Mike? And I said it earlier, I prefaced it, is when, I don't mean this in a laughing manner, what I mean is that when you're in an abusive relationship, when you're the person taking the abuse, but you stay in it because you love that person, you meet someone else in a a group, they have the same thing happen to them, you relate to this thing that you both understand what it's like to never have happiness, to never be given anything. Any joy, any, 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 even a little sliver of happiness, you don't get that as Jeff fan, but guess what? We don't go anywhere. We're still there. We're still there for our team, everybody. Do you know what's unbelievable is that, did you look at those uh, attendance ratings? The oh, last num- year? Yeah. Number yeah. three team in the Number league. Number three yeah, team exactly. in the league. Exactly. Ahead of the Giants. And, I th- and that's, yeah. That's yeah. true. And then Dallas was one who was, I think, K- was KC too? I don't remember who no, no, two. No, no, Dallas, and then it was Green Bay, and okay. it was the Jets. Yeah. And, well, Dallas has 110,000. They're always going to beat us, no oh. matter what. But that's why I respect... You know, obviously, I love the Jet fans. I'm at every game. And, you know, when your team has had as much disappointment and and every Jet fan knows what we're saying, when you've had as many things happen to you as we have that seems like we never have that lucky thing, we can never get the right guy, never happens at the right time, timing's always off, etc., 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 etc. When you see another Jet fan out and about in the world, you or look right to, you don't have to speak to each other. You just mentally, you lock it up and you're like, you each know, we've been through it, man. We've, we've been, been, we've been through, through a rough road. And I want to let every single fan out there know right now who's listening to this show that from here moving forward, me and Mike will have this podcast and we're going to be here for you. We're, we're not going to let you guys, we're going to be right here every right week here. going through the sorrows, the ups, the downs, everything that happens in the world of the Jets. We know one thing that has gone on a long time in the world of the Jets mm-hmm. 
And, you know, we guys, as many topics you can talk about with the Jets, you can talk about last year, we can talk about the most recent draft, or we can talk about the upcoming year. But what we want to get into this week for the first podcast that we're going to have is our history, painful history. We've walked with Jet quarterbacks. The situation uh, kind of got heavy on The correlation to why we have struggled so much is easy to see. The quarterbacks that we've had since Namath, it's just... We had the Namath there. After the Namath there, we started with Richard Todd. Yes. Drafted Ken O'Brien. Now, Ken O'Brien was my childhood quarterback. And even though Ken O'Brien, I know, was much maligned at the end of his career, he had a run. A little mini run right when he got drafted. The 1983 draft was the draft, I think, with Elway, Marino. A lot of great quarterbacks in that draft, and I'm not mistaken. He won AFC Player of the Year in 1985. I mean, he had two Pro Bowls he made, and then it went off the rails with Ken O'Brien. Uh, he's right. at least one guy that wasn't that bad. But following the Ken O'Brien era, what was, was that? Was right after that Boomer? Boomer, Esiason, Neil O'Donnell, Parcells era with Vinny Testaverde. Oh, boy. Then we went Vinny, into... Vinny, Vinny had a little... Vinny had a... The, 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 the EKG spiked upward for one year with Vinny. It did. 98. It did. And then it went back down. And then, and then the hurt. Achilles the next year. I was there with my dad. We're hyped. We're going to go to the Super Bowl. Jets are power ranked so high. We all know. 99. And then first, I think it was the first time he dropped back. His Achilles snapped. Achilles and then And then we came our favorite quarterback, Chad P. Chad Pennington. You know, yeah. we go Brett Favre. We go Mark Sanchez, Gino. But here, here's the craziest part. In the history of the Jets... Only six years have we had a quarterback perform with a 90% rating or better. That just just for one second, think about that. All the... Wait, 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 no, wait, you know what we'll do right now? We're going to get everyone a moment of silence for a couple seconds. Think about it right now. And we'll bring it on back. Go ahead, Mike. Because now, now, now that everyone's sunken in how bad it's been since the 60s, you can understand how bad our team has been in correlation to that because quarterbacks win you games. And one of the years... Was last year with Josh McCown with a with a ninety four point five percent. Now did Fitzpatrick rate. get above a ninety that one year or no? No, I guess not. not, huh? He did not. No, he, he didn't. So you had right, so you had Ken O'Brien like, in the eighties had to have one of those years. He did ninety six point two. Okay, had Vinny, Vinny had Vinny one. Vinny had ninety eight. Chad one hundred one. Chadwick had one hundred four point two. Josh McCown ninety four point five in twenty seventeen. Chad had a 91 in 2004, and Vinny Testaverde had a 90.6 in 2003. So our quarterbacks basically throughout the history of the Jets, as everybody knows, have not been amazing. No. And and not only that, we've not we've never been able to get that draft pick and land that quarterback we need. And we're going to get right. at that momentarily right. Right. because hopefully this year that's occurred. Yeah, and hopefully, um, and I, I really want to preface this with maybe some music by Jimmy Cliff. The rain's gone. And we have Sandra Nall as our quarterback. And hopefully something good, some some fortune can happen to the Jets instead of misfortune. Instead of instead of always, not, it's not even, and this is one of the things that's a mis- misleading thing with the Jets. So when they drafted Geno a few years ago, he wasn't meant to be the start of the year. Rex, for some reason, put Sanchez in the fourth quarter. He got hurt. Geno had to come in. It seemed like we drafted him to be our guy. That's not true, though, right? Remember, we drafted him to see all what second round pick. We have Sanchez still. We'll see what happens. Sanchez out for the season immediately because you put him in meaninglessly. In the, I don't know what that was. That was not a good coaching decision still at this point everyone has questioned that for a really long time Gino comes in Gino became what Gino was recently we had Hackenberg um but after after Gino we had Petty it seems like they drafted a lot of quarterbacks they were got which is true but not many in the first round not many really in the first Sanchez there was Sanchez it was Chad uh, it was Chadwick it was O'Brien yeah and Namath yeah, I believe that, those are the four. And I could, even picks. and one of the worst picks of all time, which we'll get to later, we'll get to it another show in the future, um, wasn't even a first round pick, Brownie Nagel. I think it was a second round pick, but it was still very. It was our highest pick that year, and he's supposed to be the, the second coming. That didn't work out. But when it comes to the Jets, like I'm saying, Mike, it's it just seems like we never were able to get 
the guy who was in his prime or the guy who you draft, you get a diamond in the rough. Right. Maybe you have a little 10-year run with the dude. Right. It's been a lot of guys here. And even Brett Favre, we, I, I don't even know if we mentioned him when we went through the list before. Brett Favre's on that list, you know? Yeah. Um, there's some years that are really lean years with quarterbacks. And especially now in the NFL, Mike, the way you win, all the teams. Look at the Super Bowl winners. You only find a few. Very that few. very few of a Brad Johnson. You, you got Trent a Brad Dilfer. Johnson. You got a Joe Flacco. You got a Trent Dilfer. You got a Foles. Yeah, jo- Joe Flacco is a good one to mention because Joe Flacco is a compiler of stats. But Joe Flacco has descended his career as he's gone on. But he's not a really a great quarterback. No. Eli Manning is much better than him, so I won't put Eli on that list. Eli Eli is a much better quarterback than those guys. Yes. there's been a lot of quarterbacks. Foles is another good one, you yeah. know. But that's the anomaly. That's mm-hmm. that's the uh, that that's the, that's not the per- the percentage is that most if you look at most Super Bowl winners, obviously the quarterbacks are great quarterbacks. Right. So if you've been the Jets for all this time. Time, as we all know, mm-hmm. and we've all walked on this road and been tortured, and hopefully we, we 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 get a guy. We hope he's gonna be the best. We sign a guy. We hope Neil O'Donnell back in there. Remember when I was a little kid? When we signed Neil O'Donnell, I was like, oh, maybe this. You know, he won a Super Bowl with the Steelers, or I should say, he got to the Super Bowl with the Steelers. Yeah, and then then he came in and had a had a QB rating of sixty seven point eight. Trash. <laughs> And there you go. I mean, and that's not... And, that's and then followed up by Glenn Foley with a 46.7. Wait, was Rich Kotai... <laughs> Boomer Seistern or was he Neil Rich O'Donnell? Rich was... Both? Yeah, he was both. Oh, Christ. He was both. Yeah, that was... That was the year, the one, one in 15 year, that was the dark ages. God, the what, wait, so in the early 90s, it just seemed like it was a bad time for New York because you had Rich Kotai as a coach, Jets bottoming out. One in 15. It, that, was just, that was just bad, dude. And I then mean, in 96, taking Keyshawn Johnson number one overall. Well, we'll get, we'll get to that another point in life. I mean, things have there's been worse picks than that. But when you get to the ineptitude of Jet quarterbacks, what you have to segue into is the pick we just had. Can't wait. I mean, this went all the way back to fall of 2015 when it came across Max Radar, um, hearing uh, about Sam Darnold from the Trojans. He got wind of it. Sam had started for a few games and it came on his radar and he started following him. And from from 2015 all the way into 2016 and to 2017, he was, according to beat writers mm-hmm. and Niche Meta and whatnot, he was the number one pick for Mike McCack. Now on the build up to this draft, many Jet fans, including myself, I really, all of a sudden, I got it set in my mind, Mike, and I would love to hear what other Jet fans think about this, that I wanted Baker Mayfield. For whatever reason that may be. And I know the Browns took him first, so that doesn't seem like it's a bad decision insofar as what we wanted to have happen. Didn't work out. Browns took him number one. Shocked everybody. I don't think anyone saw that coming. The consensus number one quarterback going into the draft by most experts was Sam Darnold. Yeah. I, I, know, I know the day of the draft or around the time of the draft, you started hearing rumors about uh, Baker Mayfield going first. Right. And that's different than... The previous six months leading up to it. Right. Leading up to it, everyone thought maybe Darnell would go first because of his acumen, of his poise, of what he accomplished at USC. I know the second year he was a the quarterback there, he didn't have the same talent level, wide receiver, and yeah. offensive line as he did right. the first year. Right. And some and some of his decision-making, I know the second year was questioned, things like that. Most of those issues he had his second year were the beginning of the season. If you look at his stats and kind of the box scores of his games, right. um, he finished the year off strong. He had a tremendous Rose Bowl, one of the greatest Rose Bowls anyone's ever had. And I, I will admit, though, when they drafted him, you know, I, di- I didn't know enough. I guess I was so set on Baker that yeah. I didn't, I wasn't I, necessarily excited right me away. Me too. We all thought that we were yeah. going to get Baker. We don't, we, no one thought that the Cleveland Browns were going to, going to take Baker Mayfield with the number one overall. Pick. Yeah. None of us, including the Jet front office. So the fact that the, the quarterback that our front office wanted fell in our laps because the Giants didn't take him at two. Uh-huh. And I'm not even going to talk about that right now. But they didn't take him at two. And we'll see how that plays out. 
I know, and that's that's a whole different ball of wax. We've had this debate with giant fans who are friends of ours and that we love dearly, who know a lot about football. Some agree, some disagree, but when it comes to the NFL, as we just said, the quarterbacks means the most. It's very important. If you have somebody who's aging, the odds are they fall off the cliff fast. Mm-hmm. Most times they don't last very long. Eli Manning is very durable. And injury-wise, that's not what I mean. I don't think all of a sudden he's going to become injury-prone or um, physically won't be able to do it. But he, in 2015, was his best year maybe he ever had. The next year after that wasn't that good, and last year was one of his worst years. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a dip right there. Mm-hmm. And when you see a dip like that in most sports, like of this nature, when someone's at that age that he's at, they don't normally bounce back, you know, unless you're Barry Bonds and you're you're taking all sorts of special medicine and your head's, you know, the size of a South Park character or something like that. Uh, most of the time, that's not what happens. Most of the time, that dip you see later in the 30s is is what really is the reality. Right. That player is descending because they're not as good as they were, for whatever reason that might be. And with the Giants especially, that was interesting. They didn't go for a quarterback. They went with the running back to win now. Right. Because they're going you, for it all. Because if you don't win now, it, it just seemed like a very Jets move. Did. You know, it did. It did. And 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 good for them. They got the best player in the draft, and they're gonna have to try to win with Eli now. And you know, as a Jet fan, I'm not gonna focus on the Giants, but they decided to pass on Darnold, and and we got him. And well, that's the, that's the reason I'm saying that. All I just said is that that whole entire chain of events is how we landed Sam Darnold. That's how we did, and that's what I mean. So when you don't go the one route, that always seems to be the tried and true way you win in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's proven over and over again. You draft a quarterback, you invest in that. You don't invest in a position that last year um, Fournette was tremendous don't get me wrong but Camaro I mean Hunt was drafted what the fourth round the third okay so third. what was Camaro drafted the second or third third also okay so in previous years before that there's always Elliott's but there's a lot of good running backs taken second third fourth round yep. um, so uh, Howard on the Bears another guy who's a good example yeah. drafted later in the round tremendous running back tremendous it just you don't see that now people will pop anomalies up oh well look at Tom Brady look at Joe right. Montana right I, I get it guys but 98% of the time, the good quarterbacks are in the first round. We just went over why the Jets have been bad for the years that they've been bad. And it's because we've had only six quarterbacks <laughs> perform with a 90% rating or better. In our history! Trash. So to say and not understand the Preach. importance Preach, Mike. of a quarterback is unbelievable. But take your running back. Take him. And I'm happy because, you know, if you go look at most pass yards versus pressure, Sam Darnold. So this was the NCAA and this is, last and this year? Is, this is draft eligible power five QB since 2014. Oh, nice. Okay. Sam Darnold is ranked number two in yards. The one yep. was uh, Patrick Mahomes at uh, 1556. Oh, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Number two, Sam Darnold. 1,062, Jared Goff at 10,033, uh, and Jameis Winston at 803 yards. This is verse pressure. So that's right? the last four Pass drafts of quarterbacks. Right, So that's right. Watson and there, all these great all quarterbacks. Watson, all of them. Interesting, yeah, it's a great set. I like that. They, that that's, that's, that's really that, good. That, that's, that's and that's that. telling because it, it's obviously if in NCAA, if you, when you're playing Division One, it's at the level of the NFL, but if you're getting pressured and you're still able to be effective, right. that's what's going to happen to you. Right. And that's, and one of the biggest strengths that Sim Darnold has is that he has poison pocket and he's able to make plays on the run. These are, and accurately, from zero to nine yards, his passer rating is 111.3. From 10 strong. to 19, he's 81.6. And 20 plus, he has a 98% quarter. That's strong. That's, that's, that's yeah, pretty that's strong. Great. Yeah. That's and pretty also, strong. A little bit, there's not that much variation between the yardage, which is great, which is what you want to see. And, you know, as we all know, some 
college stats to a degree. You, you take them for what they're worth. If you're playing at USC, playing pretty good competition. Right. Um, Baker Mayfield or some of the guys maybe that play in that Big 12, whatever, even Mahomes to a degree, maybe their stats can be slightly misleading. If you're playing in the if you're playing in the Pac-10, if you're playing in the SEC, on the certain divisions of this country, that for me at least, I know that um, USC quarterbacks have not historically had a great run. No, and, and a lot of people will look at Sam Darnold's turnovers and say, "Oh, you said you got Sanchez 2.0," and I say that's a lazy argument because Sam Darnold is nothing like Mark Sanchez. And also, Mark, to be to be fair, Sanchez just played that one year when he was a junior. That's it, and, and he had a beast team. And you and you can say whatever you want about. Sam Darnold has only played two years. I get it. He's very young. When we draft him, he's only 21 years old. But so, if you, but if you go back and look at the teams that Mark Sanchez had uh, when he was at USC, and you look at the the first and second and third round draft picks of wide receivers, running backs, offensive, I mean, they were it was a squad. squad. That was a that the team the team prior to that was Matt Leiner's team. Yeah. All everybody on there yes. for you know all Americans just and yes. that. And I'm not I'm not trying to belittle Sanchez and. He played great in college. He had a few good years. He, he wasn't the worst quarterback of all time or anything right, like that. Right. I'm just saying that I think that the pedigree of Darnold is much higher. Right. And I think that the year they drafted Sanchez, it was Matthew Stafford and Sanchez and nobody else at quarterback. Right. So the Jets, once Stafford went, they couldn't get to number one to get Stafford. That's the only guy they had left. So this year was different. This year there's, there was a lot of guys that could have chosen. Yep. Multiple quarterbacks. Guys that could be franchise quarterbacks. Five of them, theoretically, right? Taken in the first round. So they had their choice of guys. Different than with Sanchez, where that's the only guy you had. That was the only person taking to the dance. That was the only choice you had when you when you picked him. This is different. They could have taken three or four other guys if they wanted, but they went with him. And the reason is because of I think it is a difference with him than Sanchez in certain ways. He's not, and I, I guess it's not indicative with stats because he turned the ball over his senior. Yeah. Not not so much as fresh. Uh, not so not much as the year before that. Yeah. But last year, and a lot of it was fumbles, and I saw I saw some bad decision making as well. I also saw. After they drafted him, when I actually did a deep dive, because I, 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 I wasn't the most excited because of those turnovers, like right, you said, right, like, right. But after they drafted him, I actually did my own research. Let me see what the story is. Let me, let me watch the game film that they have on YouTube. Everyone can watch. Main mistakes, and a lot of it also. They had a lot of receivers running the wrong routes, doing the wrong things, trying to force balls in there to win games when guys aren't doing the right things. And as the year went on, he got better and better. Right. So that's a good sign. He, he didn't. Did. Get, he didn't get. And, and you know what? The biggest biggest reflection to value. Is winning. He's twenty and four. That's He's twenty it, and four. Is Mike, you know, that's such a good point you make. The year that Watson came in and Trubisky, you had Kaiser and you right. had Mahomes. Right. Me and you would talk and we'd say, I was thinking, Mike, you know what's interesting is that no one really rates Watson that high, but in the biggest games, in the games with Alabama versus the team yeah. that everyone says NFL defense, he lit them up when he, he played the biggest games because he had turnovers too just like Darnold that people would point to all oh, look at those interceptions he threw and I was like wow man but this dude doesn't lose games uh, and he's his record I don't, he only lost four or five games or whatever I mean that might, it might even not be that many for Watson he won a lot he at did. Clemson a school historically that was not known as a college football powerhouse he went there tore it up he played Alabama won one lost one played great both times yeah but still, because of turnovers and that, like, that, that, that win-loss record doesn't mean as much sometimes. It might be looked at as the school you're at, right. not you doing it, which I get. Maybe maybe it's system-based or whatever the case may be. But to me, Donald's a winner. You know, you get the job done in college. And the other thing is his attitude. See, the thing that gave me such a refresher, we've gone through the... Te we, I didn't even talk about Tim Tebow. I haven't talked about... No, he doesn't. He doesn't I haven't talked he doesn't about... Count. I haven't talked about Gino punching dude in the face. No, that, I haven't talked well, about... There's so much drama when it comes well, to Well, Gino the got punched in his face. Well, I know. He did. He got blasted. <laughs> oh, he got blasted. Gino, that's... That's right. Let's throw it out there. 600 or 800 bucks. Yeah. Dude just came up Debo. 
been broken. He just did it, and that was it. It was like no discussion. Yeah, like, I, and, and I think they threw a him. Look, you didn't pay. You gotta blast him. And he blasted him. So I forget. Who, who was that? Yeah, and, and, then, and then Rex Ryan made him the, yeah. the captain. Ike and Polly. Ike and Polly blasted him. And if you remember, the Jet players basically said he deserved it, which is never good. If you're the quarterback, if you're the quarterback. And a linebacker just stands up and blasts you and knocks you out. And your teammates don't have your back. I immediately knew at that moment, this is not our guy. And can I can I say something? Can I say something? I know a lot. not a lot of you Jet fans are going to agree with me on this. But Rex Ryan is my favorite Jet coach. Let's go to eat a damn snack. Oh, he is. I know he's not a great coach. But he is my favorite. And you will know why. Those what are different did, things. What he that. did, making Ike and Polly the captain of the Bills to come meet Gino. I love that type of coaching style. When he came out. It's aggressive. Uh, it's aggressive. When he came out as the Jet coach. And he told in Indianapolis, as when we were going in the playoffs, and he said, Here yeah. come the Jets. Just the way he was. A few expletives. Ex yeah, right, yes. right, right. I love that. I, I know that it's good that we let him go. Todd Bowles, I'm not going to speak of him. Bubba Gump. Bubba Gump. I'm not going to talk about him. <laughs> but I'm just going to say that I like leaders. Yeah, I mean, I won't get into Rex and his... Uh, Rex, when you say that he was your favorite coach, but our best coach, it's perfectly accurate. Because we had never... Bill Parcells was fun. Oh, yeah. Okay? And he was also really good as a coach. So that's my best coach and my favorite coach, Bill Parcells. But... When it comes to a coach that was... Rex was entertaining. And one thing that was great is that you knew if you were a Jet fan or a Jet player, he was about the Jets. And Love the Jets. Got prior, a tattoo. Yeah, and prior to that, it's, you know, um, some of the coaches we had were much more lackluster and had right. a different approach. And besides, you know, you know, I shouldn't say that. Herman Edwards was also a great coach. You play to win yeah. the game. When, and then you have, like, a Mangini who basically was, like, uh, On the side. I don't know if he had Asperger's or what his situation was, but it was very... Just, just there. Very just strange. there. Yeah, they Quiet, were like, mumbled. They were like, oh, he's a football genius. I'm like, really? Like, what yeah, is not this? really. What is it? Um, you were a jabroni to me. Going into next year, to wrap it up, we, we've talked about the ineptitude of our quarterbacks. Yeah. We talked about the history of Hapwood Jet quarterbacks. Very sad, lonely, dark road we've walked for many years. Yeah. Do you think that Sam Darnall is the savior, is the chosen one, is Neo in the Matrix, and he's going to take the Jets to the promised land? What do you feel deep down in your heart, Mike, go? I feel that he is... A young man that's very talented, who has that blue-collar attitude, who is not somebody who's going to create drama, who's not going to give headlines to the New York Shark media. And I think that he's going to go to work every day and give it 100%. I'm not going to get all my faith in him like I did Sanchez. You got your heart broken. I got my heart broken. I know. And you were the one who had to tell me that year three, and I didn't want to hear it. I you didn't want to hear it. I was I was in depression. I was in I, I just you know I went through the steps. What is yeah. it? You know, uh, acceptance, all that. Stuff. All that stuff. It was difficult. It was difficult. I so, kept uh, it real with you, right? Yeah, the no, whole you time. did. You did. You I did. I bought a Sanchez jersey. You never uh, bought a jersey. You oh, were like, I'm not. Uh, Keith has said since I've known him, I am not buying a Jet quarterback jersey until I know that that guy is the franchise. Yes. And I got to give him credit because he hasn't. He had Chad P. So did I. Well, Chad right? was we my, our Chad. guy, though. Son. He's, the only, he's the he's dude. the only Jet quarterback with a winning record since Namath. I know, I know. That's that. That's the saddest stat of all. <laughs> the saddest stat the of all. The saddest guys. of all of them. Is, I know. That's why we love Chadwick, even though he had a little, you know, water gun. And I'm not, I was he, the, he did have the third highest uh, accuracy in the history of the league. Yeah, right? in the history of the NFL. And he also number 12 NFL. QB rating in the history of the NFL. But no one cares about yeah, these man, things. Yeah. You bring those other people, they, they laugh fans, at you. Giant fans think that Eli's more accurate. And it always, and it always, it surprises people. And they, they I've, this has happened to me about maybe two dozen times in my life. The two stats that you just said, I've said those to people. 
Because as Jet fans, we know them because we have nothing. We have nothing. All we have is a few stats. <laughs> so I was like, I'm like, I'll tell you a few things about Chad Pennington, pal. How about this? Phones come out and you feel great for that one little sliver one of a second. moment. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, he actually was pretty damn accurate. He actually was pretty, he just couldn't throw the ball downfield. He had some limitations because of injuries, but we loved him dearly. But I do think, Mike, going into next year, I'm stoked. We have McCown played pretty well last year, and he seems like a good guy to kind of oversee, maybe help him learn how to be a professional. He's played a lot of places, been very, not, not, not successful winning a loss. He hasn't started many places, but he's always been good when he's played McCown. And yeah, Bridgewater back, mad motivated. I'm sure someone else they can learn a lot from. I heard an interview with Johnny Manziel recently. He's playing in the CFL. Yeah, now. yeah. Good in for his, him. Good for yeah. him. And, he, and in his interview, he said that a person that taught him the most he's ever learned about football and quarterback is Josh McCown. And he wow. made a joke about it where he said, "I know how it worked out for me in the NFL, but he let me shadow him. He said everything I do, come with me. I'll show you exactly what I do all the time." And he, he let him. Where, where sometimes, you know, Josh McCown's perspective is different because he's a journeyman quarterback. Back, right. I, I get that. Right. But. You hear a lot of guys super insecure, not just in football, many sports. When it comes to the young guy coming up, maybe, oh, teach him this and that, and you hear guys say, I'm going to teach him anything, or whatever, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning. There's plenty of quarterbacks that have said these type of things. And it's always surprising to me, because if you've had an amazing run, it doesn't mean this guy's taking a job. If you're still better than him, you're still better than him. You know, just that's the bottom line. But right. And I hope next year, with the New York Jets, we have a quarterback that's going to be better than Josh McCown. And I hope his name is Sam Darnold. His father was the Mar- his grandfather was the Marlboro yeah. man. And he comes from a great bloodline. Grandpa's name was Dick Hammer, one yeah. of the all-time alpha males to ever exist. Marlboro yeah. man, the Marble actor, man. firefighter, aka American legend, bloodline. Unreal. All you can do is hope, Jet fans. And we're gonna go ahead and hope together. We all know how it feels. Like- Guys. I hope you enjoyed the first episode of Ain't Easy Being Green Podcast, AEBG for short, to make it easy for everybody. Right. Next week's episode, we're going to talk about the most recent draft, maybe go in a little bit, a little deep dive on the guys we pick, maybe talk about past jet drafts, maybe talk about some of the worst picks we've ever made, ever, which everyone loves talking about, a couple top 10 lists, the best picks, the worst picks. I want to thank everybody for joining us in this very first episode of the Ain't Easy Being Great Podcast. On behalf of my colleague and good friend and amazing Texan Jet fan, Michael Garris, my name is Keith Farrell. Get back at you next week, everybody. Signing off. The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans are fans. Murray, very passionate. Murray, Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans are very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be the sucks. Don't want a number leaver.